Welcome to the No More Leafies podcast. I'm Jackie. And I'm Danielle. And we're just two best friends and ex-Blockbuster employees re-watching some of the best and worst movies from the late 90s and early 2000s. This week, we are taking on the 1997 hacker flick, Masterminds. Jackie is very happy about this movie, by the way. <laughs> Haven't even gotten into the ratings yet. <laughs> but we'll get into that. <laughs> Jesus. But before we dive in, let's get into some housekeeping. If you love the podcast and you want to support us, here's a few ways you can. Did you know writing a review and or rating us helps get us more listeners? If you want to be featured and help us grow, head to Apple, Spotify, Podchasers, Good Pods, or your favorite podcast platform and leave us a review. Danielle, we charted in Ireland. <laughs> we charted in... Me too. Yes. I was. I couldn't remember. And somewhere else. Oh, we were on Canada again. We'd be charting all over the place. I was like, I don't know what happened. <laughs> In Ireland, but shout out. Thanks. Keep Thanks, on ancestors. <laughs> <laughs> I'm black Irish. <laughs> Thank you, homeland. <laughs> Have you subscribed to the show yet? I don't want to keep saying this, y'all. <laughs> Hit subscribe. That's it. That's the message. <laughs> And we have merch. Head on over to nomorelatefees.redbubble.com and pick you up some sweet, sweet No More Late Fees swag. Bucket hats are in, by the way. I'm so excited. <laughs> it's Jackie's hat of choice, truly. I found a picture today of me wearing a bucket hat and <laughs> jort jinkos. Oh, Lord. <laughs> If you're watching on Spotify, I am putting up said photo for your enjoyment. Oh, guess what? We have a quick drop this week. Ooh, comes from Instagram. <laughs> I was, I don't want to say trolling because that's not the right word. Was it trolling though, Danny? <laughs> it wasn't, it wasn't. I was on <laughs> 80s then, 80s now Instagram account and I saw someone talking about their experience the hollywood video and so they gave us permission to read their little insert and interesting this comes from pamela jank photography i worked at hollywood video and they made me wear a vest and bow tie and a name tag that said meg ryan it was my first job and every single customer asked me if that was my real name i'm so sorry I don't know why they did this to you at Hollywood Video. I don't think that was common. We'll have to ask Nick if they made you dress up in character and gave you a random celebrity's name. If you worked at Hollywood Video and you had to dress up at some point, please hit us up. Let us know because we find that to be very interesting. (laughs) I tried to. I was the only one that participated. But when Wedding Crashers came out, I wanted everyone to wear like they were going to a wedding so I wore slacks and a button-down dress shirt and a tie I was a wedding crasher it worked (laughs) okay well diving into the movie (laughs) 
let's talk about my masterminds. And then this is not the master. I think there was one that came out in 2012. This is not not it it at all. Expelled for playing tech-savvy gags on his teachers, teenage computer whiz Ozzy Paxson sneaks into his old alma mater to attempt one last prank. But Ozzy quickly discovers that the school security chief, Rafe Bentley, has other sinister plans. Kidnapping. Yeah, children. (laughs) Now Ozzy must set aside his childish games so that he can rescue the children of Shady Glen. The movie stars Patrick Stewart, Vincent Carthizer, Brenda Fricker, Brad Whitford, and Matt Craven. It was directed by Roger Christian, and the screenplay was by Floyd Byers. You can watch it. I attempted it on Tubi. It shows up on Tubi, but then it throws it's not working. Yeah. yeah. So for good measure, you can rent it on Amazon, I think, for like $2.99. But before we get started, let's get into our ratings rewind. So you know the drill. Before we get into the movie, we'll reveal the rating our Y2K versions of ourselves would give. Then at the end, we'll see if our current selves agree with our initial rating. Our scale consists of, would buy it, would buy it again. The best would play on repeat. Five-day rental. Would watch again. Two-day rental. Yeah. Okay, but nothing to write home about. And same-day rental. It's the sewer, baby. (laughs) With K-Dog? Is that his name? (laughs) (laughs) We'll get into his name. Uh, So, my Y2K rating. Just gotta say, would buy it, Jackie. But I didn't own it. So I'm gonna have to go five-day rental because I know I rented this multiple times. Fuck if I remember anything from it other than, I don't even remember Patrick Stewart being in it. But I do remember my boy Vincent and him doing diehard shit. Danielle, yes. how did you feel about this movie? How did Y2K <laughs> Danielle feel about this movie? Well, Jackie, not much because I barely remember this movie. When you said it, I was like, masterminds. And then when I looked up the picture, I was like, okay, I know I've seen it. And there were so many movies around that time frame that like fits in this niche that it should have been way up my alley. So I'm going to say two day rental because I knew it existed. <laughs> so you knew, saw it once upon a dream. <laughs> I knew it existed. And I feel like I might've seen it at the dollar theater. Hmm. So I know that there was probably some inkling of wanting to see it. So two-day rental, I'll give it that. That's all I'm going to give it. Why don't you tell us about the box office, Danielle? (laughs) (laughs) Your dollar contributed well. (laughs) Um, Can't find the budget, Jackie. Can't find Uh, it. (laughs) I looked, I perused the internet. The budget was nowhere to be found. Okay, and guess what? So was the rest of the money, okay? The money that did not go to people watching it. This movie made almost a cool $2 million, about 1.9. I just feel so bad because it has good bones. And we'll, we'll, we'll 
to it. I got more. Look okay, at the nuggets us. that I found. Tell us. In a release from Studio Briefing, Masterminds was listed as a box office flop for the Labor Day box office weekend, grossing, like I said, only $1.8 million. They put out a press release to let everybody know, y'all, we only made about $2 million on this film. Roger Ebert, a.k.a. Lil Raj, as our girls at Roll Call will call him, in of the Chicago panned the film, saying, all of the pieces have been assembled from better films, but then there are a few worse films to borrow from. But had some praise for Stuart. <laughs> the sole remaining interest comes from the presence of Stuart. And then he also went on to say, Patrick Stewart, best known for his work on Star Trek The Next Generation, is the act is an actor of effortless class and presence. And Masterminds is like an obstacle course he had to run. Can he make it from beginning to end of this dreadful movie without lowering himself to its level of idiocy? Or will he go down with the material? The answer to that question provides the only suspense and nearly the only interest in one of the worst films of the year. This movie made only 76 pounds sterling on its UK cinema release, making it the lowest box office taking of 1998. So it came out here in the States in 97, and it came out in 98. Um, <laughs> 76 pounds. <laughs> just uh, baby jackie was vibing it <laughs> maybe i should have insisted on buying it and giving them a couple extra you can't dollars you can't buy it i got another tidbit for you. <laughs> tell me as of may 2021 this movie is still not available on dvd or blu-ray it does, however, show up on streaming from time to time. Which is how we watched this right. masterpiece of masterminds. Right. And I don't know. <laughs> I don't know why it's not on, like, why they didn't release it on DVD. Because that would have been a great opportunity to try to make some of the money back. Again, yeah. we don't know what that budget is. But I did watch some interviews of Patrick Stewart talking about the movie and our boy was gassed up he loved making this movie I'm happy to hear <laughs> there there weren't a lot of facts to pull for this episode but I I did watch some if, if he's happy your boy was happy oh well that's all that matters it had to be the budge had to be fairly high there were a lot of explosions they had to rent xavier school for the gifted yeah um did. they did film there before x-men they got some fairly big names i i'm assuming bradley whitford was kind of at the beginning of his career he would have um, done billy madison prior to this or did billy madison yeah come out? i think billy madison came out before this 95 yeah either way he was back <laughs> at it playing a, 
I, I guess he wasn't as bad as a dad in this film as he is in some of his other movies, but yeah, it it was a lot. I cursed your name quite a few times rewatching this film. I did. I did. But the love we share powered me through because Jesus. <laughs> I loved Vincent as well growing up. And when he ended up being on Angel, I was really excited until I started watching his character. And then I was like, kill this motherfucker off the show, please. I don't know if there's a character I like that he's played, this actor. Sorry. When I, when we were watching the movie, number one, Ken fell asleep. Like I had to explain the third act to him because (laughs) he did not watch it. He was like, why is that boy so pretty? (laughs) I'm like, I don't know. That's just, he's like, is he wearing lipstick? I'm like, no, that's the natural rosy color of his lips. (laughs) Honestly, I don't know how he wasn't bigger. He had teen dream written all over him and beautiful, like piercing eyes. But this character, Ozzy was a little asshole and I, I honestly didn't find a redeeming quality about his character whatsoever. This movie felt like a hybrid of Home Alone and Die Hard, mm-hmm. but he did not have the charisma I felt that Kevin McAllister had. Like, as much as you know he's a little shit, you still rooted for him. This guy was like, the whole damn family could have gone for me. I said, <laughs> I was, you know, and I normally root for the villain. Yeah. It's Patrick Stewart, so of course, you know, you have an affinity, but I was like, everybody in this movie can go trash. (laughs) Except for the principal. The poor principal. Is she, like, does she have head injuries? Them fucking kids. Okay, let's get into it. (laughs) (laughs) We meet Ozzy. He is in his room hacking away. (laughs) And it's the most ridiculous hacking scene ever because it's like, he he spoofs his location all over the world and then he has <laughs> i wrote it down a code breaker disc to gain access to this highly secretive area so he gets in and it's like this medieval castle like the gates open and he goes in and he's like going down and then there's like skeletons jumping out <laughs> and this is all like the computer program and then he finally gets down to the basement and it's like counting down like and and you can see, oh, they've tracked it to Tokyo. Oh, they've tracked it to LA. And they're getting closer to like catching on. And these warnings keep popping up. Like, we're tracking you. We will federally prosecute you, blah, blah, blah. He finally gets to the dungeon and gets through whatever door. And I guess after that, they can't track him anymore, question mark. <laughs> Real fuzzy. The but whole- Danielle. Yes. What was he attempting to pirate? Okay, funny story. As I'm watching this, I was like, wow, this movie was ahead of its time. They knew there was going to be a scream and a scream too. Gosh, because I did not put the pieces in my head together that this movie came out in 97 after the first scream movie. (laughs) So I was a little confused at first. I'm like, is this scream the movie? Is this the like a program what is this i was really off it was i was yeah the movie scream too yeah so 
I was confused as well because, like I said, Jackie was only paying attention to Vincent doing like hot boy shit in the AC vents in the school. And I couldn't remember. I, I knew it had something to do with someone like taking over the school and stuff. So I thought for for whatever reason, I thought it was like he was hacking them. Yes, I thought and then the same th- thing. And that's why they end up like going after him and taking over the school. And so then it's like scream to him like, oh, that's a weird name for their hacking program or whatever. <laughs> and then I was like, oh, and then his dad busted and he's like, doesn't Scream 2 come out next Monday? Are you pirating? And I was like, oh, this is just the fucking movie. And his, him and his friend were planning on selling it to the students. To They already had like buyers ready to go. And so, mm-hmm. yeah, it, 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 I was just confused completely. And then his little sister, who we find out, is his stepsister busting doing little sister shit she he like got, she got on my nerves the whole fucking movie she yelled every single line of this yeah. movie and so she he kind of yokes her up by the arm and is like get out of my room and she just screams bloody murder puts on a show and like the mom comes in and is like she's just a little girl you can't do this blah 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 and then turns to her husband and is like you need to handle this and as like the parents leave the little girl turns around and is like <laughs> like she was acting the whole time it's like oh, you're a fucking asshole and i don't like you already i hope you get kidnapped <laughs> she the whole movie she's going on my list of annoying kids 100 percent. we have a lot of lists <laughs> yes i i 100 percent. she's going on my annoying kids list so the dad is like working on some project. We see that he's really hardworking, supposedly. That's his excuse for why his son is acting up all the time. And so when the mom goes downstairs to kind of snitch on him because she can't handle nothing, she's like, oh, wait, maybe you shouldn't. I'm like, bitch, you already told him. Like, come on. And she should know her own child by now. My question would have been, you know, I'm going to yell at him because you're not yoking up your sister and then I'm going to yell at her why are you in his room yeah but no she went down crying to dad dad comes up there and says that he's going to military school if he keeps this shit up and he's about to leave and then he realizes that he is pirating and that's when he gets in trouble and his punishment is to take his sister to school the school in which he's been expelled from yeah and has been trespassed like he's not allowed on school grounds but they're all in when he suggests that that's that be his punishment (laughs) is he takes the little girl to to school her name is melissa by the way i don't know why i found that relevant (laughs) but yeah we find out that dad has like a very big important business meeting in san francisco like he's flying in for it it's going to be the biggest deal of his career blah 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 so what i kind of gathered from that is maybe they were in silicon valley which is in san jose so it would be probable to take like a helicopter to san francisco because it's not that far of a trip and kind of thought about this way too much i didn't even think about it (laughs) 
I didn't know where they were. I didn't care. I was like, <laughs> oh, get on a helicopter. That's nice. That's rich. That's rich people shit. That's all. <laughs> I did not even think about where are they going. Well, because it well, and it was because you're speculating because later on you find out like it's a rich person's school. It's and so elites and their children pretty much. Yeah, and so it's like the the top ten richest families in the country send their kids there. So I'm imagining at the time, Silicon Valley was probably one of those locations where you had really, really, really stupid rich people. Yeah. Anyway, so yeah, Ozzy's in charge of taking Melissa to school as his punishment, and he is on a skateboard. He has a rope with a handle on it. She's holding on for dear life on another skateboard, but like she still has to be able to like <laughs> hear and stuff. They're in traffic. She's screaming because she screams in every fucking scene she's in, and Ken is just like. This is so dangerous. She could get very hurt. He like was uncomfortable the entire scene as Ozzy took Melissa. And to I'm sitting here hoping the little girl gets pushed under the damn truck. <laughs> Flows, flies off of the rope into traffic. <laughs> so they arrive at school. Of course, there's a gate. And so he walks up and the gate attendants like, you're not allowed in. Like, you're not allowed, you know this, I know this, we can't be having you. And so then we get some exposition, Ozzy was expelled because essentially it sounded like he blew up a science lab, just fucking around. Mm. And so he's like, I promised I would take my sister to school. And her mom said, I have to walk her all the way to class. And so finally he kind of, gets the guy to agree he goes in and when he walks in the principal sees him right away and she's like what the fuck are you doing here and she is the homeless pigeon lady from home and alone too i know she's been in a ton of other things but that is forever what brenda fricker is going to be for me and I, I love how that this movie is a low-rated, again, home alone in a school. Kevin McAllister would have had them all in a chokehold. <laughs> and she literally says, you are in exile. You go to public school. <laughs> That's what she tells him. And so then he, again, reiterates, I have to walk my sister to class. And she's standing with Rafe Bentley, who is played by Patrick Stewart, who has installed a state-of-the-art security system in the school. And so he's finished with that, and he's going to show her how to use it. There's kind of like a joke in here, because she calls him Mr. Bentley, and he says, please, Rafe. And she says, fine, which (laughs) Rafe Fine is an actor. So they... They somehow got that in there as a joke. (laughs) So apparently, again, from the interviews that I watched with Patrick Stewart, he must have known this writer because (laughs) I hate to laugh, but Patrick, why, Lord? Who was advising you with this shit? Floyd Byers was his friend. And he said Floyd sent him the script first. And like, 
pretty much before it even got greenlit or whatever and he was very excited about the role and he's son of the bitch i'm in <laughs> yes pretty much <laughs> and i i just i want to know what he saw in this script but that's weird because it says kelsey Grammer was the original choice for the villain was that like before patrick stewart got his hands on it i don't know i i'm i'm just telling you what patrick told us in his interview i believe everything he says (laughs) hands down hard stop because what ended up happening is he was talking about his accent and how originally the role was supposed to be german and then it kind of switched to american but pretty much once he read the script and he's like look if you really want to want me to go in my bag right and just have a really good time with this it's probably better if you make me make the character british and so then the interviewer asked him well was the role when it was originally german going to go to a different actor and that's when patrick was like well my friend who wrote the script sent it to me before anybody started to really get involved. So Patrick made it seem like he was, he was the, the only one. one. Yeah. <laughs> but the main question I have was, was this Patrick Stewart's choice? This the mustache? tiny little mustache. He loved the mustache. And he was hoping that at the end, and the end scene when he's in the water that it would have just been floating (laughs) would have made the movie a million times better (laughs) would it (laughs) i'll tell you this that shit have done anything for me that you Uh, know what it was the movie was too long i agree i i think if it was just like quick 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 in and out and it felt long, but I don't think it was actually that long. I feel then, like it was an hour and a half. Then it just was bad. <laughs> it felt like it was going on forever. Anywho, so now that he's in the school and he meets Rafe, and Rafe pretty much has his villain origin story ready to go, it's like one of the rare times in the movie that the two actors are actually facing each other because throughout the movie it's usually through walkie-talkie and phone pretty Mm -hmm. much uh but and Rafe is kind of like this is state-of-the-art blah 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 so like already Ozzy's like oh I'll show you instead of her (laughs) let me hack this bitch real fast it's like and so I got you (laughs) yeah and so he goes down into the basement and hacks into the video display system so Bentley and the principal are in the security room and he's showing her like a, a blueprint of like all the different levels of the the school and everything and how the security system set up. And all of a sudden it's this sexy lady in lingerie talking sexy. I don't know where he got this video. Okay. So here's my other question about this movie. And I think this is where the problem occurs. Also, I should have said this ahead of time, trigger warning to everybody, because this movie obviously could never be made now, mm-hmm. um, because in the beginning, they start shooting with tranquilizer d- darts, but they do not continue with that. No. So when they started with the tranquilizer g- guns, I was like, oh, okay, they are aware this is targeted and for young adults, teens, children. 
And then, then they go to straight guns. And I was like, okay, this is not geared. I mean, it's still the nineties and God knows we, we saw so much stuff, but I think that was also the problem. Like who were they targeting with this movie? It was marketed as Die Hard for Kids. Wow. Like, it literally was marketed as Die Hard in a School or Die Hard for Kids. And although I did not make that correlation of, like, I guess because it wasn't kids going into the school with guns. Yeah. It was more like a circumstantial, like, it happened to be set in a school, but it was just someone, hi- like, hijacking something yeah but yeah it definitely can be triggering for certain people you know I have to do what I do which is try to fix this movie and I think one thing that would have been great is since he was expelled if he would have gone to maybe one of his classes with people who are his age range to have them help where with like a collective of a Mm -hmm. bunch of teenagers taking on these big tough guys I think that would have been fun instead of just him by himself like I loved when his friend comes later on yeah I think it would have been cool you know if there was more people in it I know we had to show off his hacking and how smart he was but it made or it even if it's like he goes to his old classroom because he had like hidden something there a long time ago yeah or like he knew like oh, this chalkboard moves enough where I can, like, get behind, like, show that he knows more of the school because of, like, his hacking and, like, just being a dickhead kid. Yeah. We get a little bit of that with the science lab later on in the movie, but for the most part, he's just... In the vents. Yeah, literally die hard. (laughs) He's in the vents. He's on the roof. He said filming the scene about the gutters was probably the hardest because like he had all these calluses on his hands afterwards, but yeah, in stayed in the vents. Like, yeah, I would have liked more Kevin McAllister, more Home Alone in. <laughs> yes. We needed more Home Alone in this movie. A hundred percent. More like, hey, I found this thing that usually resides in a geography class and I'm going to rig it up. Like the pool scene was cool. Yeah. More of the school stuff and less of just like I'm hacking into the intercom system or hiding in the vents. They went too diehard and not enough Home Alone. Yeah. Because the whole great thing about Home Alone is that he has home court advantage, that he knows his house, he knows the stuff in his house that he can use. And the same could go for him saying that I know the school better than anybody else than mm-hmm. finding all these things. It was cool that he found the other side of the school that wasn't open to the public, like knowing that and being able to put people there safely. But I just see him running around school, setting up stuff would have been more fun. Yeah. So after he hacks into the CCTV system with the sexy lady video, we see a van pulls up and these guys get out. They dart the front gate guy and they come in and like, why even bother with the wigs and mustaches? <laughs> I don't know. They weren't <laughs> the brightest bunch at all, but yeah. So I, again, they dart all these people 
but then they start shooting at Popo when they come. Yeah. It makes no goddamn sense. And so right about this time, Ozzy's late for school, Avi. And so mom's at home. What does mom do? Because this is 1997 and she's in a business suit just hanging out in her kitchen. Like, yeah, I got some things to do later. Bye. Like, what is she working remotely doing? Girl, I don't know. And I'm going to tell you the truth. I never care. (laughs) (laughs) So mom gets the automated call. Ozzy hasn't made it to school. He's been marked absent. And so now she's pissed. She's like, oh, he's skipping again. And so, but then she's like a little worried and she's making sure Melissa got to school. So she calls and all the phone lines are temporarily down. And so she gets worried. She starts heading over to the school to check on things. And then right around this time, Ozzy, I I think by this point, Bentley has told the principal, I'm taking over your school. Here's a list of 10 kids that I want separated from the rest of the children. Get all of the children into the auditorium. And so Ozzy turns off the lights to make it a little bit more difficult for Bentley to to work through some shit, I guess. And then this is about when his stepmom shows up at the school and they literally turn around and start shooting at her. Yeah, it was extreme. Like, I would think I wouldn't want her to go run and get people that I would tranquilize her. That would have also upped the, like, stakes that, you know, for Ozzy, that his his stepmom and his sister has been kidnapped. Yeah. But they were straight ready to kill this lady. Yeah, if she hadn't run around behind her Jeep and, like, ducked down, she should have caught a stray bullet. I'm just saying. It was very unnecessary. Yeah. I, I didn't understand that. So she, <laughs> her scared ass, she hauls ass out of there. And that's when she calls her husband, who is in this huge merger with, I'm surprised they let a phone call come through to tell mm-hmm. you the truth. Because they, well, not a merger, but a sale. They're trying to buy this company, like you said, against another company. It's a television station, okay. I believe. And then the receptionist comes and gives the phone to, I don't know what part that lady played, but gives it to some lady, finds out it's the mom, gives it to the husband, and they realize that both of their kids have been kidnapped, which Ozzy does make a statement when he realizes that his sister Melissa is friends. He's like, oh, being close to the boss's daughter. So we we already know that melissa and gabby are bffs right i I will say melissa's annoying but she is ride or die she she was more on the die (laughs) so they realize ozzy's in the school fucking up shit and they literally say we've got a diehard situation here jesus jesus we're not trying very hard i want to you know what the thing that i didn't do was look up this writer because i got to know what else he did to get better and this is the point where ozzy starts radioing his friend (laughs) k-dog who at some points he just calls doggy and i don't care for it (laughs) like hey doggy you there doggy Doggy, come in. 
Like, stop yelling doggy. Just call him fucking T-Dog or call him by his name. Also, when he had the opportunity and he was calling his friends, it took him so long to answer back. Yeah. That was annoying. And then he told him shit's going down here at the school. And this guy is still, like, being really loud with calling him on the thing. Like, come on, dude. You might kill this kid because you won't shut the hell up yeah they but the guy who plays his friend doggy yes something abrams he was in this movie called prime that i like and he played again best friend role and he was obsessed with pieing girls in the movie it was weird but i very much liked him <laughs> in that movie so i had more of an a, some patience for him Liked. It looks like Floyd Byers has not done a whole lot. Yeah. I would say I was surprised. <laughs> but I'm not. Not in the slightest. And <laughs> but Roger Christian, who directed the movie, was a set director, production designer, and he won an Academy Award for his work on the original Star Wars. Oh, and he was also Oscar nominated for his work on Alien. But I'm trying to see if there's any he. (laughs) Sorry, I found out what (laughs) this movie. I guess you can say it was a precursor. After this movie, you could say it can't get worse. Oh. But it does, Roger. But it does. Battlefield Earth. Oh, that makes so much sense because when I was looking at the cast, because like I said, Ken was watching this, and like they showed the teacher, he's like, "Hey, her." I was like, "Who is her?" And and so I looked her up. I'm like, "You recognize her from Stargate, don't you?" And he's like, "Yeah." And then Melissa was in Stargate, and then the chief of police was in Stargate. I'm like, they just getting all the actors from Stargate up in here. Mm -hmm. And so I started looking at the rest of the cast and a lot of them had roles in Battlefield Earth. Interesting. It all comes back to Roger. (laughs) (laughs) His movie Battlefield Earth was regarded as one of the worst films ever made. Not of that year. Danielle, that's in our time period. Ever. I just like to pretend all the movies that I don't want to see are just are outside. Gonna we'll be no, they'll we're just gonna be dead before we can get to it. That's how I look at it. <laughs> you know, I'm a glass half full kind of girl. <laughs> <laughs> oh, the optimism that we'll never have to do the shitty movies. Oh, <laughs> so. now I'm interested to see if. How far this rabbit hole goes. Vinny K is in anything else. He was in Angel and he was on Mad Men. That's all. And he married Alexis Bledel. That's all he needs for his IMDb. How's it going, everybody? This is Chewy. And this is Monica. And we are from the podcast titled Exploring the Myths Behind the Legends. Where we talk about stuff like horror films, shows, and folk legends. 
find us on Anchor, Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and Podchaser. Like us and give us a review. So now somehow Ozzy has gotten to the roof. He shimmies across the gutter to get back into another part of the school so he can access the security room. And so he gets into the security room. He still has his code breaker disc. And so he's able to hack into the security system and deactivates the entire security system. So like we're maybe a half an hour in and he's already deactivated the security system in the school. That should have been unhackable state of the art. This is me impressed. (laughs) And you see the gates open around the perimeter so the cops can get in now. And then they finally, they break into the security room after he makes his exit. And is this when he climbs into the ceiling? Girl. I'm pretty sure he climbs into the AC vents at this point. How many events is he going through? I just... How? There's so much more to go, Danielle. Can I just sum this up real quick? We got a show to do. (laughs) I want to. Okay. So I just, I'm trying to find something interesting to talk about. And I am at a loss for words. But what about he hacked the screensaver to have it say Wiener Head? You got me, Jackie. <laughs> You're right. Watch next time I'm at your house, all your fucking screensavers are gonna say Wiener Head. <laughs> A movie that does not make. <laughs> so now Bentley has all the kids in the assembly or in the auditorium and he's kind of been like this is all pretend you get a free day you get to just play all day in here and by the way we need these 10 kids to go with us to a separate special room very creepy vibes very very predator situation one of the teachers has the audacity to ask what the hell going on around here and he was like, I ain't got time for this shit. Here's the list. You get these kids. Okay. And now you're coming with me too. And now you're coming with me. And he told the principal, get your bitch and tr- like, get her together. Okay. And this is when he calls Gabby's name and Melissa's like, not without me. <laughs> she like jumps up to grabs her, has a like firm grip on her arm and is like, ride or die, baby. Ride I wasn't mad at this part. But when her brother finds them later, it's not too much longer after this when he's transferring them. He like drops down from the bed and he's like, yo, we got to go. And his sister is like, never. And she's so loud. But the distance between him and the armed guard is not that far in between like I'm thinking to myself now this is when I finally started having questions all those other things you were talking about but here I was like no one saw him do this no one sees him talking to his sister like none of this none of this okay yeah, and she's, she's like, not without Gabby. Just ridiculous. I said, go ahead, let go. Let the Lord have you. <laughs> <laughs> I can't. 
well and she's like you're lying this is that's not what's happening and like not believing him like he's just gonna (laughs) pop out of an air vent and be like hey you know this great prank i'm gonna play on on melissa right now like bitch things are sus the entire school is in the auditorium this bald man with a pencil mustache is calling out random names and shuffling kids down to a second location. You never go to a second location. And now your brother's telling you shit is getting real. And you're like, no, you're crazy. You're not wrong about (laughs) letting little Lord take her. Also, when he's back up in the vents again, and he poked a hole so he could see, this bitch is just looking up the whole time giving him away like there's no sense of the danger and maybe i should not look up there so now i don't get my brother shot up well and we see in the beginning that she's like this scheming conniving precocious child so where is that in the movie where is she (laughs) not like gabby this is the fucking plan like it would have been so much better if like melissa was on the ground like planning shit tying shoes together doing right. something distracting so ozzy can get in like a, something a team effort yeah another scene in which melissa gets on my nerves when they're in the atv carts oh i can't uh, i can't I bitch can't. you've been screaming for ozzy the whole fucking time <laughs> They finally catch up to you and you can't jump a foot and a half from one ATV to another when he's holding on to your arm. Mm. She should have gone the way of Rafe at the end of that. Just let him have her. Like I said, let the Lord have her. (laughs) We're getting ahead of ourselves though. So meanwhile, while he's taking the children to a second location, There's a whole drilling team under the school. Now, here's my favorite character in the whole goddamn movie. He is motivated. (laughs) He he listens to directions. And he stays on task, no matter what. But why do we have to have an Aussie and an Ollie? Can't we name him something else? Can't he just be Jeff? Like... Why? We had the same similar situation in Bend It Like Beckham. I don't know. I don't but know. Yes. I don't know. Good question. Yes. He has an accent. Is he Irish? Scottish? I I don't Some know. Some sort of accent. Shouldn't he you be an... able to suss out your people? <laughs> <laughs> Do better. <laughs> My apologies. So, yeah, he is the leader of the drilling team because they need to drill through the bottom of the school so that they can escape. So there he's asked right. for a helicopter, mm-hmm. but that is not going to be their exit strategy. And so when he was doing the security, he was able to see the levels and find out that they could actually drill through the school out to many sewer and I've never seen sewer systems that big. Have you? I don't frequent sewer systems. so I don't Girl, know. we all watch Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. 
They were walking up, right? They were turtles. <laughs> Humanoid turtles. Whatever. They were short. They had. They had but short how did the energy. ATVs get into the sewer? Did they drive them through a poopy sewer to get in there? Girl, I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. And we'll we'll get to this the sewer okay. stuff. But there was a. They must have been able to drive it somehow because not only did they have the ATVs as their like a getaway carts, I guess. There were a lot of people down there. I don't know how all those people were going to get out. It yeah, seemed like it made sense. But they also had like other track, <laughs> say tractors, but like other <laughs> maneuvering wheel thingies. <laughs> Vehicles? <laughs> I can't remember what it's called. But you know, a motorcycle? No, the construction thing. Like, you oh, know, like, like a bulldozer. It, it, there you go. <laughs> the excavator? Now you're getting fancy and fancy enough. But yes, they had a bunch of those. So I had to imagine that they got them in there somehow. So yeah, they're drilling. And they're, they, they've called Ollie to try to see what the hell's going on because it's hot yes ozzy broke the boiler to, to sweat them out and so now ollie has to stop drilling which makes him very upset i've got a timetable to keep he is super hyper focused but love the drive that's all i'm gonna say but he finds out the boiler is messed up and is trying to like he figures out how to fix it essentially mm-hmm. but he has to be called upon again because Ozzy turns on the sprinkler system. Uh, and I don't know how the computers ended up still working after that because no. they were like rained on for quite a bit. And they were like already like glitching and like zzz, making the noises. So what, yeah, after like water gets in the computers, even if the sprinkler system is turned back off, the, that shit is done. Yeah, it didn't make any sense. And they're just like, I need an umbrella. And so it's just like a random man holding an umbrella over the computer. Like that's going to prevent it from shorting (laughs) out after it's been doused for a good two, three minutes with water. I will say, though, that this particular time frame scene is probably the only time I had any enjoyment in the movie, which was (laughs) so they have the umbrellas. Ollie turns the water off. Yes. Ollie then realizes he can no longer drill without the water. He does say, hey, I need the water to drill. They're they're not giving a shit about that right now. Ollie then takes it upon himself and says, I got to turn the water back on so I could drill. And he does. (laughs) He turns the water back on to drill. And at this point, now... This upsets Wraith. He's like, what the fuck? So he calls Ollie and he's like, uh, why did you turn the water back on? He's like, you set the time schedule or whatever. You set the schedule. I got to keep with it. And he's just like, peace out. Ollie don't give a fuck. He <laughs> said, you gave me this schedule. I have to be on schedule. Sorry. And Wraith is just super annoyed, but he says... <laughs> even know if i'm gonna get it right he says he's gonna kill 
he's at this point where he's gonna kill somebody but the way in which oh Patrick yeah Stewart I, says I, it, I wrote it down <laughs> here it is <laughs> i'm not a violent man but i may have to kill someone here but the way his delivery yeah this, i la- i had to pause because <laughs> it made me laugh because i felt that you know <laughs> like nothing in this movie spoke to me more than him saying i'm not a violent man but I may have to kill someone here <laughs> just <laughs> i feel like i could insert and use that at many points in my life <laughs> Now you're just going to be going around quoting masterminds for the rest of your life. Just that line. It's the only thing that it's given you. Yes. <laughs> Throw the movie away except that one. <laughs> and I feel like that might have been an ad lib from Patrick Stewart. And I love him for it. You know, <laughs> I, I didn't say he saved the movie, but he woke me up again. I was like, okay, okay, okay. Let's watch. <laughs> so it's real close to sleepy time. So, meanwhile, while all of this is going on, K-Dog is on his way. He pieces out of public school. He latches onto a dump truck and gets to the private school as soon as he can. And so he's still, like, radioing, radioing, radioing. It's like, bitch, your friend may be dead. Like, you don't, wait. He's he's not giving up hope. He, he too, is a ride or die. Yeah. I do appreciate that about him. And he does run into Ozzy's mom outside. Mm-hmm. So we also get a couple of scenes where Ozzy is actually doing home alone and shit. He runs into the library, like pushes a shelf in front of the door. And then he goes into the science lab and has a Bunsen burner, like propped up under the door handle and is pouring nitric acid on the floor. My question here was, why does a school have nitric acid? What is nitric acid? I'll I'll one-up your question. What is nitric acid? (laughs) I feel like just looking it up is going to get you on the FBI list. Corrosive and poisonous and has strong oxidizing properties. What is it used for? Production of ammonium nitrate, a major component of fertilizers. Hmm. Used for producing explosives like... (laughs) Jackie, I've testified on your behalf, girl. (laughs) We submit this as evidence A. (laughs) I'll close out of that. I should have incognito that. (laughs) So yeah, the guy's shoes start melting. Ozzy jumps into a dumbwaiter and goes to another location. I don't know where. And so the guy is like super pissed. Oh, he goes, Ozzy goes down to the boiler room and the guy follows him eventually. He burns his hand on the handle. His shoes are pretty much disintegrated in the nitric acid. And then he gets down to the boiler room and Ozzy dumps what seems like a metric ton of coal on him. First and foremost, before that happens, this man is barefoot and walks on hot coals. And he's like, it's nothing. And that's when Ozzy's like, here, 
there's not enough money that your boss is paying you at this point that you're yeah. continuing to go keep going yeah well and that coal like coal in it of, of itself like can be light if you're just holding like a lump of coal but that much coal he should have been dead he or at least knocked out yeah a hundred percent should have been dead he shows up later though unscathed <laughs> so that was just a side and note. i feel like him walking on the coal should have been like a comedy element but there was no comedy to it uh, and that's i also think that has a lot to do with vincent's just the way that he was interpreting the character he's yeah. very serious about it yes very emo-ish because the next scene is when he pops up he's trying to get back to the roof and he pops up in a vent and there are people on the roof and so the person does say come here little boy and then he's like in your dreams and like pops back down and so they know he's in the like AC vent shafts. Oh God! And then, and then what happens, Danielle? We get a character. What is his name again? The ferret. It's so weird. So the ferret and the other guy are working together to try to get Ozzy out, mm -hmm. but they have no qualms about literally trying to kill this kid. Yeah, the guy that was buried under coal, right? It is that character. No, it's a I different don't one. Know. Oh, okay. <laughs> Some character has a sword. It's like a spear. <laughs> so he has a spear and I'm he's just, just saying that that's I, more accurate. I know. Like I'm trying to like figure out where he even got this weapon from. Maybe maybe it's a bayonet for the gun. I'm gonna go with that because mm -hmm. that makes it most plausible. I don't know why I'm trying to account plausibility in this movie, but I got to make it make sense somehow. And so he's literally just stabbing the AC vent and it's forcing Ozzy back towards the ferret. And right. so then the ferret is going to smoke him out. So he throws in a smoke bomb. Yeah, the ferret it has a tranquilizer gun to, to get the kid. Yeah. And they go at it like cats and mouse pretty much but ozzy does something smart he takes his shoe off i'm not even sure if we're at that part but lord knows if i want to stay in these days it was his jacket huh it was his jacket oh no it was his shoe he puts his to get rid of the ferret he doesn't even take his shoe off he just sticks it out oh i thought he took it off mm -mm. are you sure yeah oh because I thought he picked it up afterwards. No, he just pulls the dart out of it. Yeah, but how does he do that with it on his foot? He just reaches down and pulls it out. Okay. I mean, I'll rewatch it if you'd like. God, you'd be doing the Lord's work. Anywho, it doesn't matter. He sticks his foot out. So that's what the guy goes to aim for. He gets the dart and he had a gun that he saved from another guy that he pummeled or whatever. At this point, I'm fatigued being up in these damn vents. He darts the ferret and the ferret falls down like a vertical shaft. 
So now he's trapped in an, a vertical air vent shaft. <clears throat> and so the ferret has been contained. He's been neutralized. Why <laughs> name the ferret? When he was scuttling around in the AC vents, they just show him like in shadow, like, like it was unnerving. I did not care for it. Okay. <laughs> now that the ferret is neutralized, Ozzy goes into the second part of his plan, which is getting rid of the stabby guy. And so I think the guy pops his head into the vent and he sees Ozzy's jacket Mm -hmm. and so he's like you fucker and i can't remember does he grab it oh no so he stabs where the jacket is and ozzy has rigged up electrical wires into the electrical panel and so electrocutes the shit out of the guy and he's neutralized now and then The movie is over and we're done. <laughs> Not quite yet. I have... Dad arrives in the helicopter with Bradley, Bradley Whitford. Whitford. I almost called him Eric because that's his name in Billy Madison. <laughs> <laughs> it's funny he looks younger now than he did in Billy Madison. Yeah. I don't know it's so weird. what that was about. Like he looked, now he looks like zaddy level because he has that gray, that salt and pepper hair. He looks yeah. good now. But then I was like, why does he look so old? <laughs> Reminds me of my big fat Greek wedding. You you look so old. <laughs> <laughs> so dad is now with the chief of police who is like negotiating with Bentley. And the dad immediately recognizes his voice. And he's like, that's Rafe Bentley. He was our head of security. He was let go. And so now you find out not only does Bentley want money, he's seeking revenge on his former employer. But we also know that Bentley has a boss. We don't know who it is. Yes. We hear because he's had some like phone conversations. So we know he's not alone. Um, Yes. And Bentley was embezzling from the dad's company and that's why he was let go. And so the money he's asking for is the amount of money that they had to buy the other company, the television company. Mm -hmm. And the CFO, at some point, he agrees to go inside to negotiate or to talk to Bentley or have a I think he was giving him, yeah, the bonds. Right. The untraceable bonds, supposedly. And it's at this point you find out that Bentley was ex-British Secret Service. In the military. And also, Z's dad is also hacker. <laughs> yes. And so he starts hacking into some of the information and finds out that Bentley has blueprints of the underground area of the school, which they find mm-hmm. to be kind of weird. And here I think, okay, here's an opportunity for the parents to do something. They don't do shit. Well, I like this whole conversation where like Bentley at first asked for 75 million and then he ups it to 650 million. So Bradley Whitford gets on the phone and is like, why not the full Billy? He said, Billy instead of billion, Danielle. I heard it. (laughs) (laughs) And I mean, 
Bentley isn't wrong because he's like, for a billion, you'll start sacrificing kids. Damn. <laughs> and I mean, Bradley Whitford does not argue with him. Nope. <laughs> so uh, when your kids are kidnapped, you don't have enough time for full syllables. Okay. You're going to go with Billy. Yeah. So they're like, if you can get us that, we will release all the kids except for, or, or no, like as a, a show of good faith, we'll release all the kids except for Gabby and Gabby. No. And, well, no, they're, they're going to, he, he said he was going to get, give all the kids back except for Melissa, right? He ends up keeping Melissa. Yes, because Melissa was the token for Ozzy. Yeah. Yeah, so he, he releases a bunch of the kids at the beginning after they give him $5 million, And then he's releasing the rest of the kids after the CFO shows up with the untraceable bonds. So the CFO, and he's berating the principal. She turns over pretty easily. Like that scene shouldn't have even happened because he's like, what's the name of... Ozzy's sister and she's like fuck you she doesn't say that because it's a kids movie oh. but <laughs> oh language we care about okay. but he's like does he threaten to shoot a kid Some he threatens her somehow and then she's like her name's Melissa Paxton like <laughs> very quickly soon after and so now he's like, okay, everyone can go, but I want this Melissa chick because this kid has been fucking shit up. Doesn't, so at this point, Ollie, he does spot where the, all the kids are. He he finds them. That's the scene where he, his sister can see him or whatever in the vent, like looking down and she starts looking up. Well, no, he, he does. I don't think he sneaks I, I think they release all of the kids except for Melissa. And now she's held for ransom with the 10 other kids. But doesn't Ozzy find. So he sneaks into that classroom and gets them to the safe location, the side of the school that's unused. Right. Before he, before Bentley could even release them. Correct. No, he releases all of the kids except for those kids. I think he's holding the other kids for the helicopter. Okay. So he because he hasn't gotten the money yet. So what ends up happening is Ozzy comes and he actually lets all the other kids out of to that other section, but at this point Bentley has actually taken Melissa with him. Yes. And so he's asking where his sister is and that's what the whole situation is. So that other teacher takes all the kids. Well, he takes them all there. And then he's like, I got to leave to go get my sister. He and has the, the teacher and the principal. Right. And the principal's yeah. like, I'm coming with you. I think she. Yeah. She's... And then for some reason, he is back up on the roof. He uses the flag as a blankie. <laughs> and then his walkie talkie has been smashed somehow. I don't remember how. So, so many he different ways at this point. <laughs> And so he has like the, his multi-tool and he's like trying to get it to work and he's able to kind of hear K-Dog as he's like, Ozzy, come in. And then 
the stepmom grabs the walkie-talkie and is like, I don't know if you can hear me, but I want to be your mom and and you make our family complete and all of this bullshit. And so she's like, if you can hear us at all, please let us know. We know you may not be able to talk. And so he like beep, beep, beeps. So (laughs) So that they know he's still listening. And then she says, if anyone can get out of this, you can. And I think this is the point when Bentley actually cuts in. And I think that's when he says, I have your your sister. sister. Mm -hmm. And then that's when Ozzy tells his mom, like, I'm going to get my sister back and I'm going to do this or whatever the hell he says. He says, don't worry. I won't fail. (laughs) (laughs) and then now he's back down in the sewers lord the location because he has to rig the pool stuff right yeah but he k-dog is now in the sewer k-dog right so when the dad hacks in and k-dog sees it He's saying, hey, we traveled those sewers a lot. We could fit in. And the adults are not listening. So he's like, fuck it. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to go in myself. So he goes in. He hears like the drilling and stuff. When he gets into the bigger area, he sees the the tractor. Mm-hmm. And this is when Ozzy has put all the kids in safety, leaves the principal in the secret room with the kids. And she's like, try to keep the school intact. And he's like can't make promises promises. (laughs) and then he goes back down to where they're drilling because they have dynamite and so he steals a couple of sticks of dynamite and he heads to where like the pool pumps and stuff are because they're on a timer and so he (laughs) wires it up where an explosion is going to go off once the timer reaches 3 a.m because it's now dark out all i kept thinking was they're not going to let this kid play with dynamite Every time there's like something happening, I was like, this is a kid's movie. They're not going to let. Oh, okay. There's... Yeah, they are. Stakes have to be a little higher. This is Home Alone and with an edge, Dan. I guess so. He eventually runs in with his bestie. I don't know what happens in between, but I don't even think it's worth going into at this well, point. So, so the only thing of note is the CFO is sent in with the bonds and they like shake him down and they find a wire on him and they're like haha you're caught and then Ozzy jumps through the glass and knocks a gun out of someone's hand hands it to the CFO because he knows him because he works with his dad and then all of a sudden the CFO was a dirty dog double agent mm-hmm. And so he was actually working for Bentley and the boss the whole time. Yeah. So there were, there were too many layers to this. Like it didn't have to be. And now <laughs> working with Bentley. And it, like, it, especially because it didn't help make it any more interesting or no. make us care anymore. No. Cause like, once they got to the boss reveal, I'm like, why? Why is this man the boss? Like, it didn't but make he, any sense. He wasn't even the boss either. Because there was another boss 
the guy who was the competitor paid all of them to do this in the first place to make sure that they didn't have the money to buy the stupid television company. Yeah, it didn't make any sense. You were getting money, dude. He was going to pay you. It didn't make any sense. So, so, yeah, something causes them to be distracted enough or messed up enough that the principal's able to get the gun. Yeah, she knocks someone in the head. Yes, she becomes boss bitch, knocks someone in the head, pulls the gun, and she does, like, a real... <laughs> I, I don't know what the movie She was proud called. of herself. She was. And she's like, I can't believe I did that. Okay, you should have been done that. It's three o'clock in the morning. And it's about this time before the explosion, everyone's heading into the tunnel because they've gotten all the way through to where the ATVs are. And so now it's time to like make their exit. And so everyone in the school is heading down that way. Bentley still has the little sister and is heading down there. But the principal isn't boss bitch for that long because then she gets snatched again. I don't know. So everybody gets wiped out from the swimming pool exploding and all the water coming down into the tunnel. Ozzy's best friend, I don't even know what his name is anymore. K-Dog. K-Dog is hanging on by a ladder while everybody else is floating away. He meets up with his friend at some point. So Bentley gets to the ATVs, throws Melissa on. And is driving through the tunnels now. Wait, wait, we have, he does a costume change. (gasps) (laughs) He does a costume change and he has a United, is it it? Is that what Manchester United. Yeah, sure. And he does this weird lie. I don't, if he screams for the T, I, (laughs) like, it's a very, like, Jiggy, but b- fist pumping the air with both hands. It's unnatural hoot, is what it is. Hoot and holler. I don't know. And so Patrick Stewart's not a Manchester United fan in real life. He but, supports Huddersfield. But it's more popular or was more popular. So they decided to go with that. Yes. Right. So now it's the ATV chase. Ozzy and K-Dog are just trying to get Melissa. And this is where you get the whole like, the ATVs are side by side in a tunnel. They're not that far apart. And Melissa's like, no, I can't. I'll see, I can't. No, it's like, no. <laughs> Sorry for the yelling, but that's what it was like. I wanted to kill her at this point. I know this whole episode, I'm talking about killing a child. And I'm very <laughs> sorry. I would never really kill a child, but she was annoying. She was super annoying. And so it it finally comes to a part where the tunnel splits and Bentley's going one way and Ozzy and K-Dog are going the other way. And that's when Melissa was finally like, okay, I guess I'm going to jump into Ozzy's (laughs) ATV. So now they have Melissa. Now Bentley is lost. He's just driving through the sewers, doesn't know which way to go. Mm-hmm. Oh, but before this, while Ozzy and K-Dog are still trying to get Melissa, there's fucking, like, rockets that shoot backwards off of the ATVs at oh. them. Also, let's not forget that Bentley damn near ran down the principal. principal. 
I will say that scene did make me laugh quite a bit because <laughs> it was funny. This poor mo- woman is huffing and she gets knocked the F out. And Ozzy is just like, oh, she's a tough bra. She'll be all right. I'm like, bitch has at the very least is concussed. Yeah. If not like has brain swelling because she hit her head fucking hard on like concrete rubble. Yeah, this kid ain't right. And the kids are, they finally, they crawled out of a sewer. They're in the street somewhere. They're not even near the That's school That's right. So they use the taxi radio. They call and so they're giving them the play-by-play that they don't know where Manchester United went. And so then they're like, the dad says, oh, we're all safe. And even so the CFO is here. And he's like, wait a minute. He is a bad guy. And that's when they arrested. And they're like, how can you prove it? He's like, press redial on the last call he made. That was who he's working with. And that's yeah. when they find out it's the competitor who was trying to buy the company as well. And yeah. Yeah. And then we see yeah. Patrick Stewart's character, Bentley, sees the he, light at the end of the tunnel. Yeah. He's excited because he has found an exit and it is into like industrial sewage in like this it, he just drives straight into this water with floating shit on it. And you do see the cops surround him later. Yes. So he does not get away scot-free. It's funny when Patrick Stewart was being interviewed, he's like, well, he's alive at the end. So you never know. This man with a straight face I was hopes. angling for First. a sequel. <laughs> it all makes sense. <laughs> And the last thing you see is like the briefcase sinking with the bonds in it. And that is masterminds. How we feeling, Danielle? Pissed. This movie is <laughs> horrible. And I know I thought watching it was was bad, but having to retell the shit was even worse. It's like, remember your trauma, Danielle. Talk about your trauma again. No. Anywho, if y'all want to shout us out or you got something to say, hit us up at No More Late Fees on Instagram, Facebook, TikTok, Twitter, YouTube. Let's get to these ratings because I'm ready. Jackie, it's going to be a same day for me, dog. I wish there was something lower than same day. Can we call it pay-per-view? No, that's still (laughs) money. That's still money. Like edited for TV? Or library. I got it at the library for free. And I don't even think the library would have it. It's bad. Same day, because I don't have anything lower. It's pure sewage. And I will be getting Jackie back for this one, for sure. And if she got something to say, I'm going to just say, masterminds. And she going to have to shut up, because, no, it was bad. I remember it to be a very enjoyable movie, Danielle. But if y'all have watched Masterminds, all five of you, <laughs> hit us up at the quick drop, 909-601-6653, 909-601-NMLF. You can also twat us at the Twitters or leave a voice message at Inker FM for our international listeners. We're looking at you, Ireland. Represent. I better not. I better not hear not one of you come into our DMs and, or something. Danielle, masterminds was good. I'm fucking. I will scream. 
this is not one of those we have different opinions this movie is awful <laughs> so you can leave feedback suggest future movies what you like disliked corrections blockbuster video stories or your favorite moments from this episode in particular <laughs> and you could be featured on a future episode and join us next week lambs as we catch the melodies of mariah carey with glitter yes we're keeping this gravy train rolling this month i swear you like this movie i do (laughs) i swear this was you getting back at me for mastermind it's not i did not choose this movie and this movie does not count for me getting you back oh trust me it will be glorious but going into it were you like (laughs) i knew it was gonna be shite i just knew it because you know what on social Usually when there's like those cult films, people talk about it. Nobody's talked about this movie. Nobody. We did. I (laughs) I looked on YouTube and I saw other podcasters talking about it. And it's always bad movie review. Bad movie. You know, they tried hard. They did. Patrick Stewart had a great time. (laughs) He was ready for the sequel. He did have a great name. Well, before we go, we have to give a birthday shout out to the mother that obviously gave birth to Jackie and the mother who gave snacks to Danielle. Yes. (laughs) Happy birthday, mommy, a.k.a. Miss Terry, a.k.a. Queen Lady. We love you so much and thank you for supporting us monetarily mostly because <laughs> you don't really listen. But that's okay because you promise one day you'll listen. And we don't can't... let it be this episode though. <laughs> it's not our best work. We can't help it if the movie's bad. That's true. It's not us, it's them. It's true. But we love you so 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 much. We do. And as always. Be kind and rewind. Not this movie, though.